It's almost fall. It's spooky times. I mean, yeah, it's all it's it, September now. It, it, yeah. Ever since it was June, it's been spooky times. It's right? true. That is exactly <laughs> correct. But now it's like officially, officially spooky times because I have started designing my many, many Halloween costumes for the year. I like how. Um, <laughs> so when it comes to like Christmas, right, I feel like it keeps moving forward and forward and forward. And mm-hmm. you want to really put it like a, it's, it's hold the line. Right. Yeah. And I always thought like Thanksgiving that needs to hold the line. Uh-huh. For Christmas, there's nothing really holding the line for Halloween, so it can just keep creeping <laughs> I, on forward. July, I guess. Fourth of July, maybe. It's, true. it's the but, concept of summer. But really. Halloween, <laughs> Halloween is the one holding the line from Christmas is advanced. So you're welcome. I feel like um, Thanksgiving is doing a, uh, you know, Thanksgiving is starting to falter. Think about your maybe. life, Jeff. Honestly, I think Halloween's starting to falter a bit. I've been in places and seen Halloween decorations and Christmas decorations next to each other. That should And it's not Halloween again. That doesn't make sense to me. It's a problem. Anyway, it is the fall times. I'm starting to see leaves fall off the trees. I brought a coat today. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's exciting. Maybe when I step outside, I won't instantly start sweating. No. No. (laughs) That was yesterday, not today. (laughs) It's just always how I'm going to exist. (laughs) Well, like, give it another month. It's just more like when it gets dark, it might get cold. You know, with with, with spooky times coming up, you know what that also means? Football. Football is coming back. That was not the list of of my things. I'm like, we got to go to Six Flags. (laughs) We got to go here. We got to go to this haunted house that I like. None of the things that popped into my head were at all football related. That's what you're here for. It's football. It is And that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Anyway, welcome back to the Seventh Star of the Right podcast. This is session seventy-five. Mm-hmm. That's a number. Yeah, yeah. That's actually how old Jimmy Buffett was when he just oh, passed no. away. I don't, know if that, I don't know if that's true, but that sounds right. <laughs> I think he was oh, he dies at seventy-six. Oh. Okay, all right. Okay, so so good until next time. Next time we can be sadder. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a bummer, though. Poor, poor Margarita out for old Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is session 75. How are you guys doing on this lazy Saturday afternoon? Lazy? It was lazy for me. I'm still in sweatpants. Well, congratulations. I was up at eight. Well. Killing Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Why am I not? Oh. Busy day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Had to get back here for a session. Apparently. Oy. So... Uh, we had like a Phoenix Tales episode last session where you guys were in uh, traveling to Demos. Yep. And that takes a, a couple of days. We went through about one of those days. And do you guys want to remind the, the listeners at home what happened? One, two is a strong no. word. <laughs> Go Can back you? and listen, please. <laughs> Go back and listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Why right there. Throw us another view. What are the odds that you just binge listened through the last episode? You know what happened. <laughs> we know who you are. Um, okay, yeah, I can I can do that. Um, I've got my stuff. I didn't really write down. I, I wrote down some other sure. things. Oh, so. yeah. Uh, wait, no. Alex made a one of those like yeah, red. Board. Yeah, yep. the red yarn in the kitchen. Figuring out all the things about the shibboleth. And Claire and Micah had a conversation where yes, Claire was kind of like, yo, I'm going to probably kill Tara. I don't and think that's explicitly like, what was said. Maybe don't. 
and yeah. Unless she provokes you, unless she starts it. Micah expressed ambivalence, where she kind of wants to be on Claire's side and Nona's side, and Tara's a complicated creature. Yeah, she is. And Claire, to learn the information about, uh, a little bit more about the ambivalence, pressed into Micah's brain and asked a question. Like, if I were to try and, you know, end Tara, would you stop me? And the answer was, if you were unprovoked, yeah. But if you were provoked, I wouldn't do nothing. Yeah. Um, also, our ship broke, so we're going to have to find a place to fix that in Demos. So that will be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, had a conversation with Tara, and Tara was like, hey, I'd like to build a civilization and then watch them fight. Um, which, you know, I get. I've played those video games before <laughs> as well. But maybe not letting her out. And then also uh, she revealed that Shocker to all of you who have been paying attention at home, but uh, Nona's purpose for existence is apparently to be a replacement body for Dr. Samantha Kelvin. Uh, Nona had to freak out about that. We had a very good team bonding mm-hmm. over basically fuck that and people using other people as tools is not cool. And then everybody went to bed and mm-hmm. we got dragged into a dreamscape where... Uh, Alex turned himself into a butterfly. Yep. And the rock angel man is here. Yes. Yep. The shibboleth that we've been calling Chris. Yes. And yes. And he's doing weird stuff to Claire and we're not cool with that. Yeah. Actually, I shouldn't speak for everybody else. I'm not cool with that. (laughs) I think that's safe to say. (laughs) Great. We have another team thing. We're against human trafficking and whatever the fuck that is going on over there. Being mean to Claire. You know, it's not it, nice. It's, it's good to start figuring out where those boundaries are. You gotta. Um, yeah. And so you. Oh, I missed one other thing. I believe I have a ring with the trapped conscious of Dr. Kyle Reed in it. So we should probably figure out what to do with that at some point. Yeah. And I'm not pretty sure that. you like locked it up. Mm-hmm. That's I have, that's a Oh yeah, that that's on lockdown. That shit's dangerous. Um, yeah, th- those were the the major things that I had as well. I think you reached out to Leggett about um, having him assist you in putting out like the paper plan. Yep, where you put out just a nothing academic paper about uh, true AI with encoded elements, hoping to get the attention of Deacon. Exactly, and. For that, he was like, can I, you know, look at you a little bit more? We did not need to go back over this. <laughs> Examine you a but little bit you, more. Why don't you make this this In a completely scientific as way. As awkward as possible. He's a scientist. Mm-hmm. He needs to know how these things work. Mm. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> made it so much worse. Congratulations. I, I don't know how that made it worse. <laughs> anyway. We're getting off topic. He thinks the scientist protests too much. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. I never claimed to be a scientist. Anywho. Anywho. Alex um, is a butterfly. <laughs> Alex is a butterfly. We're all going to die. Let's do it. You are all in a white featureless room. Yep. In between yourself and Claire, who seems to be unconscious and strapped to an upright table, is what we've been calling Chris. Yeah. A tall, slim figure that, you know, stands around seven feet tall, 
collection of wings, two large wings. It kind of gives off this glow. Um, and it also has this large eye in the center of its chest that its pupil is constantly shifting colors. And I believe we ended with it saying, oh, you can see me or something along those lines. I believe it was a more cryptic, well, this is unexpected or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. That, that's where you guys are. It is facing you currently. I want to let somebody else take point on this one. To Claire. Alex is a butterfly. <laughs> Alex, Alex is a butterfly. Is a butterfly. <laughs> That's fine. So, uh, Michael? Um, what the f- fuck is this? What are you doing to her? Also, what are we doing probably here? stop. Also, stop. Yeah. It was not my intention to bring you in. And then you see it turn to put its one large eye on Clarence's. Did she somehow manage to do this? Quite interesting indeed. And it turns its back to you and starts kind of waving one of its hands, kind of like as as if Claire was uh, a giant smartphone and just kind of like <laughs> swiping a past. And every time you hear a swipe, there's like this weird organic sloshing. And yeah, it just keeps okay, going. I'm going to yeah. escalate hey. this. I'm walking over there. Yeah. Um, that, I'm not oh. sure if you heard us, but um, we did request for you to stop messing with our shipmate. I'm well aware of your request, and I chose to ignore it as mm-hmm. it continues swiping. Well, all right. <laughs> I shoot it with my gun. <laughs> Amazing. Right. So, sure. We're going to get right into this. <laughs> yeah. All We've right. met this guy before. We're not friends. All right. So what we're going to quickly do is this is going to be a little bit different. We're in a dreamscape. It's not the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, HP is not going to be tied to your physical stats like con and stuff like that. Oh. So you're going to need to keep track of your HP in a slightly different way. That's not within your stat sheets. Your HP is going to be your combination of wisdom and charisma. These are the two attributes that are used. <laughs> yeah, that are used for um, mental saving throws. The uh, so the the base scores added together. Yes. Cool. Everyone's at max right now. No matter what you may have, system strain wise or otherwise, combat rules are as normal. Things might get a little weird, but. As an on-turn action, you can change something about yourself or something in your vicinity. This is something Mm -hmm. that Alex caught on to (laughs) immediately, so I'm just going to share it with you right now. We're going to get weird with it because I'm just going to let you do things. Think of it, and I will think of how difficult that would be to manifest and what the effects of that might be. Your changes are, again, only really local to yourself. It seems like this being has control over the majority of the environment, but yourselves, you have control over. Uh, what does AC look like? The same. Cool. Okay. That's gonna save me. Yeah, because you have like 13 HP now, right? Yep. I looked this up and just wanted to see how Alex's HP doesn't change all that much. 
That's not a good thing. Micah's like halves. Uh, um, I'm like a third. Oh, all right then. So, yeah. We can get into some other things when they become important. Cool. Um, let's roll for initiative. Is that still the same? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Unless I've specified otherwise, right. combat is, is the same. Right. I've got a six. Okay. I also have a six. Okay. I have a five. All right. That's pretty good. It rolled a seven. Cool. I'm just, why am I going to write down its name? I'm not going to be able to say that to you because you guys don't know it. So I'm just going to write down Chris. Damn straight. Um, who has the higher dexterity between Micah and Nona? I've got a 14. 11 for me. Cool. Okay. And as it sees you, I'm going to allow you to um, put on the, the telepathic armory because that kind of what is what brought it in. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm going to put us into combat immediately thereafter so you won't get the first shot. Fair it enough. is going to change the environment that you are in. Cool. You guys had walked up to this thing pretty quickly and you see it just kind of glaze its hand over kind of like across everything. And as you see it just in a kind of a semi, like a, a was it an arc mm-hmm. as it arcs across the room um, following its hand, the room changes and shifts lighting changes. The, the, the material of the floor changes into rocks. And you notice that you now have this quite large chasm between yourself, the three of you, and Chris and Claire. Hmm. I'm going to be annoyed when I keep saying it, Chris, because Chris is not an eldritch being, but Chris is an eldritch <laughs> being in this now. case. Um, Spell with a Q. So I got name. moved. It's, it's not that you got moved, but more the space in between you guys got pulled apart and a ravine has ended up in between you all. And you also notice looking down at each of your feet that you all have a small rocky platform that kind of reaches out of this ravine. Does that make sense? One very small Mm -hmm. rocky platform for Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Underneath the butterflies. I mean, you're floating right now, but it is underneath you. Got it. And with that, after Chris does all of this, they go back to Claire once more and does another swipe. And one thing that you noticed that you didn't really notice before was you're not entirely sure how you're getting this. It's not necessarily like something that you are actively seeing, but it's something that you're all experiencing at once where as this one swipe happens, you start to see visions in your head overlaid off over top of everything where you remember this. This is the, this is the warehouse. This is the warehouse in, in Jade. You see these two dogs in the center of the warehouse, but then fighting starts to go out and you, you look around and you notice, Oh, that's Micah. That's Nona. That's Alex. That's Arcus. And you realize you're, you're looking through the eyes of Claire and that's the end of its turn. Nona, it is now your go. All right. Well, I am super bad at imagination shit. 
and mental powers and all of that. But you know who's not? Claire. So I'm going to try and use, um, I know she can read my mind. I would like to try and use that ability to wake her up, speak with her, something like that. Okay. Yeah. This is going to be interesting because oftentimes she would need to be the one to open up that pathway. It's not like one of those things where you can just go like Claire yeah. She is the one that kind of needs to start that connection. In the normal times. In the this normal times. dreamscape. I got mind powers in here. And so you're going to think really hard. Yeah. Claire, can you hear me? Pretty much. All right. I'm going to need you to make a skill check. That and um, I'm going to make you choose whichever of wisdom and charisma you want, because those are the mental skills. Sure. I know neither of those are good for you. I'm fine with that. Um, Charisma's at zero. We'll take that. And can talk? Talk or lead? I'll do one of those two. I, I don't yeah, think you have that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a three. Rocking it. So you try and reach out to Claire within your mind. And you're like screaming. And you can feel there's something on the end of that. This mm-hmm. is not something that would normally be able to work in the real world. And you're reaching for it and you're reaching for it. But it's like you're you're knocking on a locked door. You think that maybe if you continue to do that, it might get easier. But sounds good. It's someone like sleeping behind a door and pretty in a pretty like deep stupor. So that was kind of your your mind action. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do anything kind of with your physical form right now? You do have all of your equipment. Things are going to behave weird in that you don't need to reload. Anything that you use here won't get used. Sure. This is a weird imaginary dreamscape. I mean, I guess if you'll give me a second action thing to do, I can shoot it. Go for it. Nope. Seven. No, eight. Nine. Either way, not good. Yeah, you're quite a ways off. And the maybe the vertigo from being on this very small platform above this ravine makes you lose your your platform a little bit. Not necessarily that you lose purchase, but just you're a little swaying. You can't really find where the ground is and your shot goes off wide, right? Micah, it is now your go. Okay, Micah's gonna look back at Alex, who seems to be a butterfly, look around at the terrain, try and get a sense of, of what's happening here. And I'm going to think about turning into a Gundam. Okay. <laughs> what do I roll for that, Jeff? <laughs> Rolling for turning into a Gundam. How big of a Gundam? Are you talking like the massive ones that kind of like could theoretically just step into this ravine and I be guess on the I'd bottom? say like midsize, single pilot, like, you know, like a, a mecha, but like, you know, a flying so gun. So like thing. the thing that the Power Rangers pilot individually, sure. not when they build them all together to make the giant guy. Sure. Let's not go crazy. Here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I did this to myself. Yes, I, I want you, you to do. Um, yeah. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to give you guys like a lot of flexibility here because some of these things are just weird out of the, the realm things. I'll probably try and give you tend to give you like one mental and then some other thing. Okay. So like wisdom or I think constitution for turning into something else. I'll take that. I know. And <laughs> then uh, for the skill. I don't know. Exert. Exert seems decent. Exert or pilot. Okay. Well, I will do con exert. Nine. Okay. 
So you will yourself into you, you've seen these like in 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 children's show like oh, yeah. growing up on Arisiyama. We'll watch some cartoons on and you're like, way. I'm never going to have the opportunity to do this in real life. <laughs> and <Hey>, so <laughs> you just think really hard, I want to be a Gundam. <laughs> I want to be a Gundam. And you open your eyes and you see your hands have been replaced with these giant mecha gauntlets. What uh, weapons does your Gundam have? Hell yeah. Oh, man. Um, I think I'd like a rail gun. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. So that is the primary weapon of your Gundam is a, a rail gun. And yeah, I'm going to say you have the ability to fly over this chasm. Can what I get into like your... Could, yeah, sorry. Could I get into range to, to shoot it? Absolutely. Yeah. Sweet. Um, how's that work? Should I roll my normal gun? I'm going to have you actually. So um, use your normal stats, but let's say give you a, a plus two to hit. And then the damage. What is your normal damage? My normal damage on the rifle is D10 plus three, okay. in- including modifiers. Okay. Let's do. What is the right way to do this? Um, you like drop down a dice and then double it. So like 2d8, is that like a decent like upgrade? Uh, that sounds pretty, pretty good to me. 2d8 plus 3 then. Okay. Yeah. Roll the hit. That looks pretty nice. That's 29 to hit. 29 does hit. And 7 damage on that. Okay. So you line up your rail gun and, you know, with all of its anime goodness, it does its very big power-up sequence, mm-hmm. and then you just got the big sort of flash as it goes off, and you hit um, Chris directly between, like, the shoulder blades of these two wings, and you see him kind of, them, you don't even know if this thing really has a gender, shudder a, a little bit at that, and you quick you see it quickly turn around to you. You see the pupil in the center of its chest just seems to be a light, almost like there's flames within it. You seem to have angered it. And what it does next is a series of hand motions that you can't quite understand what it's doing, but can you make a, um, a mental saving throw for me, please? Sure I can. We're all gonna die. That is a pass. Okay. Amazing. We are spared for another turn. As as you were seeing these hand movements, you noticed that there were like these little silhouettes in like the corner of your eyes that started to become more and more apparent. They they seemed to be figures of some kind, humanoid. And as you looked at them a little bit more, you were able to see through them like, that's just a trick of the light, shadow. You look through it and they no longer are there. Alex, it's now your go. Yeah, Alex is going to start flying over as towards... the, as a butterfly. Starting just... as a butterfly, already got flight here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, butterflies um, don't move very fast. Yeah, exactly. And then, kind of partway, Sophie, let me finish. Yeah, uh, so about partway through, um, realizing how slow it is, um, Alex is going to turn into um, a bird, a swift. They're called like the ones that have like the really long, uh, like oh, tail twin feathers? tails that yeah. are very. Okay. Very fast, very maneuverable. Yeah, could you make a um a constitution wisdom uh check with me? Sure. Or, sorry, constitution wisdom, and this would probably be like also exert. I'd also allow you to do survive. Is it two d six? Yep. Uh, ten. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 
And with that, as you notice that your your flight, it's just it's not getting you as as far as you want it to. You will yourself to turn into this bird and you find yourself moving at a much faster pace all of a sudden across this ravine. You are now a swift. Right. And I if I can make it this turn, um, I'm going for his eyes and I'm <laughs> pecking and clawing to distract Amazing. and oh, kind of like zipping yeah, yeah. around. Make Which a, eyes? Make all of them. <laughs> I guess this would be a punch. <laughs> punch with your yeah. face. Make a bird punch. Yeah, bird make, punch. make a bird uh, dex or strength punch. I love it. And I, I will give you um, advantage on this because it is a large eye. So I roll one d6 and then... Sorry. 3d6 um, drop the lowest or what, how does that work? You're on your attack? Yeah. Roll your d20. Oh, right. Roll your d20 twice and take the better result. Uh, that is a 15 to bird punch. <laughs> to bird punch. 15 to bird punch hits. Amazing. All right. I'm going to have you do, this is probably like a, a D4, I think. Sure. Um, yeah. But I will say, you're going to distract it. Four. Amazing. All right. All of a sudden, a Gundam and a Swift are <laughs> attacking um, this, this creature. And as... Alex, you're pecking at its its eye. It's trying to shoo you away. You notice that it, it's doing something else. Can you make a uh, wisdom... Sorry, not a wisdom a saving bird. throw. A mental saving throw. A bird oh, saving throw. Got it. Bird saving throw. Uh, that succeeds. Okay. I was supposed to roll above the number, right? Yes. Okay, then yes, that succeeds. It's supposed to... Yeah, it's above the number. Perfect. All right. You are able to get within its its grasp. It started to do something, and you feel like in the back of your mind, like, is this is this right thing to do? This kind of seems like an all right guy. Then you're Am like, I no, good why would why would this be an all right guy? He's doing weird things to to Claire. And anyway, you get through that, and you are still within range of him. As you're distracting him, it does come back to the top of the round. Mm -hmm. It's going to perform an attack on you. You notice that its eye starts to have this wispy purple glow to it. And I'm going to need you... Actually, no, I, I roll an attack roll here. So I will say, I think your AC is probably just from your decks. I don't think you get your secure clothing anymore. Okay. Oh, so the um, air change. Yes. Um, but you're able to move across the ca chasm so on. Sure, so yeah. That's a 24 to hit. Which I think would've that would have still hit <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I was trying to say this as I rolled. It rolled it pretty well. Cool. Um, and yeah, so you are gonna. All of a sudden, you see the, these wispy purple colors from its eye, and it goes out directly at you and hits you square in your your bird chest. All right, you see the little bird skeleton for a little bit. Yes, <laughs> you almost you get his bird electrocuted soul just kind of leave its body as like this this purple mist kind of pushes itself through alex for uh five damage okay and after it does that it turns once more to claire and does another one of these swipes and once more you get these visions again not from her not from like in it but just you feel it within your your mind's eye 
you find yourself hiding behind boxes in the Phoenix. And as you peek out, you notice a, a group of, of four figures talking. Three with their backs to you. One, a large black woman with braided hair talking. And you notice that you see the backs of Micah, Nona, and Alex once more. And again, you notice that, oh, this was probably from that time she gave her first prophecy. And Nona, it's now your go again. Mm, probably try and do the same thing. So you're knocking on that door mm -hmm. once more. This time I got a nine. Okay. You give a harder knock this time. Like you're you're not used to this mental nonsense. You're much more of a physically grounded person, but you try and push through, try and push into that connection more and more because Claire brought you here. So you're trying to find some of that thread to get you there and you knock on that door once more and you feel some recognition you feel just in your head no 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 you seem to have established some kind of connection you look over at claire though she still seems to be unconscious mm -hmm. what would you like to do next so can but she's talked in my head yeah she just did all right, I would like to attempt to talk back to her. Yeah, I I might cut us off in the middle of this because this we're obviously still in combat. Uh -huh. There's only so much free talking I will allow. Fair. But she reaches out to you and says, what? Um, this is weird. Uh, am I dreaming? Yes and no. Um, the... Not bears are here, um, and I think they're doing something to your mind. I would suggest attempting to shut that down if you can, um, or help us leave or something. I'm really not sure. Alex is a bird. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh oh. Okay. Uh. I. I don't feel my body right now. No, no, no. This is not a this is not a body thing. This is a mind thing entirely. Okay. There is a bad guy here and we need him gone. And I you're saying I should look within myself and and he's here and I need to get him out? Yes. Okay. Um Okay, I'll I'll, I'll give it a try. Cool. All right. And that's the talking. Do you want to do anything else with your turn? I guess I'll attempt to shoot him again. Well, that's better. Well, that's way better. Uh, that's a 21. 21 hits. Oh, God. Okay, cool. Um, Actually, what? How far away is he? Do I have to worry about range? Um, I'm still just standing on the rock. Yeah, it, it's, it was... Um, short enough that uh, Alex was able to cross it, so I'm going to say it was probably within 100 meters. Right, right. So you don't need to worry about, I think, the the middle range. That's cool. The I think the the one I would have to start wearing it is at 300. So yeah, okay. So there's the 300, and then there's like a 600. Is exactly. That? All right, cool, cool. Yeah. 13 damage. Okay. You obviously haven't seen much of Chris. This is only the second time. Well, third time you've kind yeah, of seen yeah. him, depending on if you count the deja vu episode you all had at the same time. Always had like kind of a stature. 
to, to him, like a, an elegance, if that makes sense. But you're noticing now as as seem, things seem to be going farther and farther out of his hands, you notice like just the feathers are starting to get ruffled on the hey. wings. You see the eye that is normally just this open eye, just kind of taking in things. You almost see it start to close a little bit, almost like it's like how a person would like squint their eyes at someone <laughs> who they're upset with. And the light and the color coming from the pupils just starts to pulsate more and more. You guys are making him upset. Yeah, that's fair. He was doing a thing. You're 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 stopping him from doing that thing. He asked first. We were very polite. Rules of engagement here. He was very rude. He about was it. very rude first. I will not lose sleep over this. And he's going to do uh, another Mostly thing. Mostly because I don't sleep. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I used to not. Y'all fuckers keep dragging me into this shit. Uh, Micah, can you make a, another mental uh, saving me? throw for me? Yes. <laughs> me? But yeah, I was going to say, I pissed yet. him off. No, don't oh, look at okay. the robot. Look at the ah, bird. Ah, here we go. I failed. <sighs> now it gets fun. Micah, you're you're starting, you're looking at, at, at this thing. You notice that Nona just took like a pretty big shot directly at it. And as you're focusing on it, you notice that you're almost getting like tunnel vision, that your peripheral vision starts to go first. And all of a sudden it, it shrinks more and more until you're just looking at Chris itself. And you notice that it quickly shoots its eye up at you. And then all of a sudden your vision goes dark. And then you can see something again, but you're not in the position that you were before you're on a platform, it's a bigger platform than the one that you started. And you notice across from you is Nona on a platform by herself, a floating Gundam and a bird that seems to be flitting in front of you back and forth, back and forth. You're unable to move though. You're unable to talk. So so Nona's on a far platform? Yes. Or, okay. And you can't speak, you can't feel any of the the limbs that you normally would have. You just feel like you are a mind looking through a one-way mirror. If I try to like flex my mind out, create something like I did before, um, use my psychic abilities, do I get any kind of response from any of those? It feels like you're trapped in stone. Um, So do I like not have any actions to do? Yep. Okay. Apologies. That's rough. It's now Micah's turn. This Gundam turns towards you, Nona, and starts to fire up its railgun. Hmm. I said plus two, right? Um, yeah, so give me yeah, your, plus your two, stats. Two. Yeah. What well, was the total plus? Uh, so the plus to hit is 11. The 24 hit? Yep. There's like 2d8 plus two? P- plus three. three. Hold a one and a two. <laughs> Stupid. Not easy. Six hit. damage. Oh no! You only took off almost half of my health. I'm so sorry. I Jeff. wanted to take you out. Oh, I, I didn't see. want you here anymore. Anyway, um, this Gundam has turned towards you, Nona. You thought was Micah. Yeah. Just taking a shot at you. Well, that's problematic. Um, I believe Nona is now under the assumption that. Micah is being mind-controlled in a similar way. 
uh, Arcus was being. Mm-hmm. So, Micah, can you it. make a another uh, mental saving throw for me? Sure, I can. That one passes. So you see this entire scene happen in front of you. You see your body turn towards Nona and take send a rail gun shot directly into her. And you feel this spike of anxiety, like, no, that's not what's supposed to happen. And you're able to break through this one-way window and you find yourself back in your Gundam suit, taking a look back at Chris, who seems to be annoyed, but a little self-satisfied. <laughs> um, Alex, it's now your turn. Cool. Um, so uh, Alex wants to get Chris away from Claire. So as a bird, he's going to fly in between the two of them, stretch out his wings really wide. Um, and as he brings them together, he's going to make them giant fucking wings to try to blow Chris off of his feet and into the ravine. All right. Nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Another, I'm going to have either a wisdom or dexterity for the skill check and could i have this is almost an attack in and of itself yeah i'm trying so, to move them so could you do wisdom dexterity and then probably the best one would be kind of like a shoot this is still 2d6 yes okay yeah this is not going to be an attack roll in and of itself because i don't think you're trying to do damage you're just trying to put some space in between the two. Oh, bad a one Okay. Oh, nice. You try and stretch out your wings as, as far as you possibly can, but you just feel like you're, the body of the bird itself is not meant to, you know, make this kind of change. And so when you do your flap, you're just a normal, what is it? Kite flight? Swift. Uh, Swift. You just kind of are hovering in front, but still in between Claire and Chris. Is there anything else you'd like to do? as your bird self. No, no, this all works. Okay. And it's now Claire's go because I've added her into my list. I'm going to have her perform a saving throw. That's your save. Just misses. So as uh, Alex kind of does this movement to try and get in between uh, the rock angel and Claire, you feel just everything that you're currently, um, this entire space that you're in, start to shake a little bit. Pieces of rock fall down from the various pillars here and there, not ones that anyone is necessarily like needing to, to stay on, but there almost seems to be like a change that is trying to happen within here. And you take a look at Chris, who almost feels a little bit more ephemeral like you can almost see through him and we're back at the top of the order once more alex i'm going to need you to make a a mental saving throw okay uh, i save okay you similar to micah just a few moments ago started to see these blotches in your your vision um but these weren't bipedal they weren't humanoid they seem to be birds of prey almost but as one seemed to swoop at you it just disappears into almost like a puff of smoke you guys all get another vision you notice 
that you look around and I think there's only one person who has seen this room before. Micah, you recognize this room. It's a little girl's bedroom. You notice that you're sitting on a bed. You notice on the other side of the room, there's a dresser. There's a, a bookcase full of various books. And the door is shut and locked. And you hear just, everyone hears this, but only Micah recognizes the room. A cacophony of various noises. You hear fighting downstairs, people screaming, a lot of very authoritative voices going back and forth, thuds, smashes, cracks, glass shattering. And you then hear gunshots and then complete silence. And after that prolonged silence, you hear footsteps, multiple footsteps from various people. You hear hushed tones talking through the hallway outside. And then you hear someone try the door and notice that it's locked. And then tries it again once more, a little bit more forceful this time, rattling it in its, in its frame. And then you hear this thunderous knocking and you start to see at the edge of your vision this pulsating white light as it takes over more and more until your only view is this pinpoint. And the last moment, the last thing that you see is this door flying open, wood chips scattering, and then everything's white. We're back at the top of the order with Chris, and Chris is going to once more throw his hand across the entire place. And what was once a, a massive ravine with these rocky pillars standing up for just small little platforms here and there, you now feel a lot more claustrophobic. The walls kind of come in almost immediately where well, there are no walls before. You see pipes and wires but in these mess of pipes and wires and tight space, everything seems to be on fire. Nona, you feel this. You know this place. Oh, yeah. The Gundam, in order to fit in this space, shrinks down to the size of, you know, a, a bird or something like that. And everyone else stays the normal size. And we're at the top of the order again. Nona is now your go. Hmm. everything's on fire once more you and mike are still in the same kind of vicinity but yeah. um alex as the bird is still trying to be in between claire and chris who just performed this change all right um cool are we still rocking the gaping hole situation or can i just walk to a place yes or am I just okay. no no no? This this is just it's a it's everything's a space station on now. Fire. Everything's on fire. Cool. Though. Yeah. All right. I think the thing that Nona does is attempts to grab Claire and leaves. So Claire is currently strapped to a table. Yeah. And is also but in between you and Claire is. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so you're just trying to like. I'm done with this. Yep. Walk we're leaving. Through. Yep. Huh. Okay. 
Sure. I don't think it's a smart move, but I think that's the thing that happens here. Okay. You are you waiting for like Chris to be distracted at all, or are you just kind of going? I mean, I was kind of hoping Chris was distracted, but this is not a strategic move. This is a panicked recreation of the things are on fire. We need to get out. I see. So there's a lot of urgency here. Yes. Okay. Nona has gotten enough character development in her that she's not going to literally leave everybody behind. But this is a straight up stuff right. is on fire. If we don't evacuate immediately, we are all going to die kind yeah. of situation. All right. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to do. I want you to make... There's awfully there's like an awful lot of space in between you and and Claire right now. Obviously, mm-hmm. Chris is in the the the, cent- uh, the center of it. I'm gonna have this take the entire action, but I'm gonna have okay. you make a roll in order to try and do this. So, like a dexterity, what the heck is this? Yeah, probably exert. Dexterity exert. That seems reasonable. Um, no, dexterity. Then I would suggest that because I'm not good at that. Yeah, dexterity but... exert or yeah, I think that's the best one. Cool. That is a nine. So you notice that Chris seems to be handling a bunch of things at once. You, but you know, everything around you is on fire. Mm. Alarm bells start to go off in your head. Like, oh yeah, we need to get the fuck out. Exactly. And so you sprint. And as you start sprinting, you don't know if you're necessarily like, is this how fast you can go normally or are you willing yourself to go a little bit faster this time around? Mm-hmm. You're able to move with a precision and speed that you don't feel like you almost feel like you're floating across everything. Your feet are still touching the ground, but there's an elegance and a smoothness to your entire motion. As you notice that as you run past Chris, idly tries to swipe at you and perhaps do another one of those blast from its eyes that you saw hit Alex a moment ago and you just dance around it until you slide you know underneath like a wings amazing and get under yeah I I saw that that. in my head I'm like Like, we're doing that that. we're doing that I'm on board and you get to the slab with Claire and you start trying to undo the the restraints that she has and you're able to get them off and she Uh, kind of slumps forward into your hands can I have my knife Sure. Just for the strap cutting, not for unbuckling shit. We're like leaving. And how are you carrying Claire? I think like, I don't know, probably if I can get her over my shoulder, that's probably the best plan. Yeah. This is like a very panicked. That's fair. We got to go. I think getting her over the shoulder makes the most sense. Mm. When Chris sees that, no, I'm going to need you to make a mental saving throw. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, barely. I got an 11. (laughs) I mean, you guys are doing pretty good at this stuff. (laughs) I mean, it's a 50-50. That's fair. I mean, but there's only been one fail, and I made you guys do this several times. Anyway, you you picked up Claire, and there was a moment where you're like, should this be what I'm doing? And you shake that. Blind panic just takes over. (laughs) Yes, blind panic immediately takes over. Like, yes, of course, we need to get out. Things are on fire. Micah, it is now your go. Okay, so you've said. uh, Can I hmm? also use my mental thingy as well, or was that all of it? I'm fine with that. I was kind of extending your mental thing. Sounds great. Which was why I was trying to add the flavor here and there and made you do the skill check. All right, you're good. 
so I am like bird sized now. Yeah. <laughs> Roughly is not even person size. Okay, this is fine. Yeah. Um, fine. Well, I'm gonna try and manifest a, a different weapon attachment on my arm. Uh, instead of the railgun, which has been naughty and shot Nona now, I'm gonna try and turn it into like a, a, as big as can plausibly fit in this space, I guess, like a plasma lance. <laughs> Amazing. Nice. And this is for like a melee attack? Yep. All right. Could you make either constitution or wisdom and then, yeah, I think exert or fix. Okay. That is a 10. Okay. Yeah, you. this one felt a little bit easier because, you know, you're already a Gundam, which already has like this weapon attachment. And this weapon attachment kind of is like, I'm a cool being another weapon attachment. A lot different than your skin was being cool, like, yeah, okay, being become a metal. So this one, it feels a lot more easier. It's almost just like natural, this change. And you now have a plasma lance. All right, I'm going to try and stick that sucker directly in the center eye of Chris's chest. All right, roll roll to attack. Gotta love um, it when your character I'm going to use your, your standard roll here. For the for yeah. my melee weapon? Yeah, I might give you some more damage. Okay. Um, <laughs> does an 11 hit? 11, unfortunately, does not hit. Damn, bummer. You take a big swipe at at Chris, and unfortunately, it seems like he's able to sidestep you. This brings up Alex's turn as the swift. Okay. So, now that Nona has Claire, Alex is going to... Yeah, let's turn into a... Slightly smaller screamer, the big elephant, this big right, space yeah, elephant, yeah. one that will fit in the hallway. Because why would a big one fit in the hallway? <laughs> exactly. That doesn't make sense. It's like a juvenile, um, screamer. like a juvenile screamer, one that would fit, that would fit there. And Alex is gonna try to like wrap up Chris and just kind of like slam him into the fires. <laughs> Amazing. All right, I'm gonna need you to make a um, probably another wisdom constitution. Exert and sur- or survive. Seven. Okay. Mm. Again, similar, like, it feels like like things like to be changed into other like things. While you were a bird momentarily, this was a creature of nature. And you find it not necessarily easy to slip into this screamer form, but a little bit not as it doesn't feel like there's a barrier in your way as much and you switch into that screamer form as you thrust out your uh prehensile appendages and try and grasp chris can you make for me a um probably either a dexterity or strength either punch or stab sure check and i will give you because this is a thing that screamers can do quite often maybe like a plus three to that okay uh, this is a D20 roll, yeah? Yep. A 12. 12 does not hit, unfortunately. Okay, no worries. At the very least, I'm blocking the hallway. Yeah. You, um, so right now we've got Micah on one side of Chris, and we have Nona holding Claire and a screamer Alex in between Chris and Claire and Nona. And... He is going to once more dive a little bit deeper. And again, this vision floats above everything else. 
you see yourself in a kitchen, a kitchen that I can't quite remember who has seen before. I think maybe just Micah. Um, but it's, it's a normal kitchen, a kitchen or Simeon kitchen, normal, you know, range and, you know, microwave and all of that. You seem to be doing some dishes in the sink overlooking the cliffs. And all of a sudden you hear a crash as your door is kicked in and a bunch of silence operatives start in, you know, clad all in black, come into the door. You see at the edge of your vision, this white light start to come in, but it doesn't overtake you. Everything starts to blur a little bit and you feel yourself moving so fluidly. All of a sudden hands and fists and feet are flying. You hear the breaking of bones and several uh, silence operatives just lie dead on the floor, but they keep piling in more and more until you see at the far end of the kitchen, several of them seem to have some form of guns and you just start hearing bang, 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 bang. And you find yourself falling down, getting colder and colder until nothing. And at that, Claire is going to make another thing. All right. Once more, you feel the world around you start to shake. You feel actually and hear the pipes start to rip and some of like the hot steam pipes start to spray out and, you know, various fluids starts to come out, oil and such. And you see just the entire space station that you seem to be in just rips apart. But what you see outside is not space, but just another open white room. Nona, when you look down, you notice that Claire and her eyes have this glow, but you don't see any recognition in her eyes. And additionally, when you've seen this before, you don't hear any talking in your head and she kind of helps herself off of your shoulder. And Chris just kind of doesn't have a head to cock because <laughs> head, it's, yeah. its eye is in the middle of its chest. The eye twists slightly sideways. It's very disturbing. <laughs> but you hear them say, I see. You have the spirit of the ancients in you, don't you? And upon that, from Claire's hands, just this entire space starts to fracture. You see yourself start to split along these very jagged lines as you almost fall apart as pieces of glass. And this blinding light comes from Claire more and more and more until everything is white and you all wake up. Uh, yeah. Nona falls over. I'm going to bang out of my bedroom. What? Is everyone okay? I'm missing a tail. (laughs) Claire? As you call out for Claire, you don't get a response. I'll rush over to her room. Uh, do you just open the door? Uh, yes. Yep. You find her curled up in bed sleeping. Um, she is covered in sweat 
and it, it, it's not hot in here. It's not muggy in here, but she as, is warm to the touch. She has this flush look in her face as, as if she had just ran a marathon um, and is this heavy labor breathing, um, but she appears to be sleeping. Do you try and rouse her? Yeah, I'm going to try and shake her awake. You give her a, a gentle nudge and it, you've woken up Claire before, like for breakfast various times, and she's in a deeper sleep than she normally is. But after a little bit of coaxing, you were able to get her to, you know, blearily open her eyes. And she goes, uh, um, I, oh, my, Micah, my, Micah. Hey, okay. hey, hey, hey. Are, are you hurt? Can you, do you know where you are? Um, I'm, I'm in, I'm in my room in the Phoenix, I think. Um, oh, wow. As she kind of like puts her hands towards her temples and starts rubbing it. All right. Okay. I'm going to try and like get her a, a cloth to, to wipe her face off and, and get some water. She seems to be at least okay for the immediate moment. Yep. Nona and Alex, are you doing anything? Yeah. Hanging out just outside the room. Um, I don't think so. Nona was hanging out in with EDI in the uh, cargo bay. I think we we're just kind of chilling next to each other. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, Nona is really not having a good time right now. Um, she's gonna take a moment to convince herself that the um, the vision of the. Space station tearing itself apart was not, in fact, literally all of us dying. Um, yeah, so she's just gonna be here for a bit by herself in the dark, I think. I mean, she was with EDI, wasn't she? Yeah, it, I don't know what he's up to. Does Nona start to like, is she just internally screaming Pretty right much. now? Okay, like, so EDI couldn't necessarily came out pick of up it, fell over, and is just. Complete, complete shock. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, not not going to be functional for a bit here, I think. All right. Alex? Yeah, yeah. waiting outside of Claire's room. Yeah. I've also put the tea kettle on. Good. <laughs> this is very important. Um, she, You were eventually able to get her to, to sit up. It is early, early morning. Like, this is not a time when... People would normally be up unless they need to go on like a big ass road trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like th- think three or four a.m. Um, but you you get her a tea, um, give her like a washcloth to kind of like wipe down her face, and she says, "What? What was that? Do you remember what happened back? I think that you did the thing where you like pulled us into a dream again. I." I just remember, I, I remember going to sleep and then I remember Nona saying something like, I don't know, like she was like, there's something to fight against. Um, and I tried to find something. Um, no, I. Yeah, it's all right. Take your time. I think, I think we're, uh, we're okay for now. Just, yeah. Try and try and relax them. We can touch base with everyone once uh, once we're all sorted. Um, yeah, was glad you're okay. Um, I'm glad it turned out okay. I 
I, I've never felt anything like that before. Yeah, it was pretty weird. It's kind of cool, but but bad, definitely bad. <laughs> and she will just kind of, you know, sip her tea. She doesn't really speak all that much. Yeah, um, I guess if she is kind of taking a little time to and uh, unwind, uh, I will try and find the others. Okay, if they're out and about. Mm-hmm. I mean, you obviously find Alex mm-hmm. right outside. Um, yeah, you're aware that Nona was going to be hanging out with EDI two four six in the cargo hold, but you haven't seen Nona. Okay, yeah, I'll tell Claire. Like, yeah, I'll be right back. I'm just gonna gonna grab the others. Yeah, yeah, um, I'll 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 be here. Thumbs up. Um, I will go try to locate Nona. Cool. Yeah. Um, Nona is in the cargo bay, I think, sitting on the ground, like head in hands kind of deal. Just, you know, existing. All right. Um, Nona, you you all right after all of whatever the fuck that was? Yeah. Are, did we die? Uh. No. Why don't you come back with me? Are you good to like walk? Um Yeah, yeah. I think I think so. Yeah, okay. And like Nona is not normally a very jumpy person, but very kind of like, you know, watching the walls of the ship, looking around, stuff makes normal ship like noises. Mm-hmm. And like she jumps at that. Yeah. I say like I ship is fine, I think. I think it was just all in our heads. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, sorry. No, no. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, if we get back to to Alex, we'll also touch base, like, you all right? You yeah, all right? I was I was you, there you with you guys. I, Alex oh, okay. Got, Alex I didn't know if you followed me. Kind of like <laughs> lurking around. outside no. the door. <laughs> just no, there. he's been there. Hello. All right. <laughs> I'm good. Amazing. Great. The gang's back together. Cool. So, uh, all right, yeah, we'll get back together in, in Claire's room, I guess. So that sure seemed like uh, our friend Christopher, <laughs> the rock angel, uh, was kind of hoping that we weren't going to run into that thing again and the and what we all saw in Fistos was an accident. Um, yeah, I guess, like, yeah, you guys were there same as me. They were trying to mess with with Claire I don't really get it. I thought, weren't they going to leave us alone? No, I don't remember Didn't that. Didn't they say, like, when, when we fought in the warehouse, they're like, you can't do anything that matters. It, nothing you like, can do matters. I don't think there was a... Um... Was that before or after we shot them? Oh, that was before. It might have been before. But, but if so... you say nothing you can do matters, and then somebody with a gun shoots, and you're like, oh, except for that, that's on you? Yeah, it seems but like the kind of obvious course of action to take. Definitely, definitely. But like, it's one thing to kind of fly under somebody's radar and another to shoot them. This wasn't this wasn't targeted at Micah, though. This was targeted at Claire. Yes, yes it, yeah, absolutely. It but said that it didn't even think we were going to be there. No, no, definitely. It did. I, I suppose it's not like who pulls the trigger that bothers somebody. Claire's was there by association and is honestly, well, she was the one, or you, Claire, were the one who noticed 
their presence in the first place on Osiame um, before we even knew like this kind of deeper stuff, these taboos and things. So yeah, there's a relation right there. It's like, what can we even do about that thing can just like grab us while we're in the middle of a spike drill or grab Claire and just go into some kind of dream escape? What are we supposed to do about that? Well, um, and Alex will pull out four vials of the wide awake serum um, that he still has that he used a while ago. We, we do have these, which will uh, keep you awake for a couple of days. I, I think up to a week. Um, it could be purged. I don't, they're not exactly the healthiest things. They, they strain you. And right now, well, I might, I'm a little afraid at the moment, so I don't think I could take it. But as a last resort emergency switch, we have, we have four of these. All right. Yeah. I mean, it feels like the only person you would need to prevent from sleeping would most likely be Claire though. No. Yeah, but like it, it kind of does a number on you. And she just did the clipping procedure too. It's like, yeah, yeah. And just, you know, just because they've only attacked Claire doesn't mean they can't hit uh, at least me and Micah. I'm not sure if they could directly attack you, Nona, but. Most likely. I mean, if I'm able to be targeted by Claire, it stands to reason that others with similar dream powers would yes my my worry is that if they do attack us and we don't get dragged into the dream as we did this time that's worrying leaving us alone um with that thing so i propose maybe setting up a rotation some kind of watch somebody goes around checks on us makes sure we're sleeping at least kind of soundly if we're asleep and if not slam one of these vials into us and I think that that should wake us up but again we only have four of them so alright sounds like good a plan as any or we could ask EDI to just do the rounds and watch us as we sleep <laughs> I would not I'd rather not oh Nona Nona you can <laughs> I, I, I can do that yes yeah. but it got you even though you obviously weren't sleeping yes it did it or did I guess not, Claire did it did not get Dr. Leggett though <laughs> which you know I, I I did not see him, which I suppose does not guarantee he was not there. But we should we should go check on Maybe him. Let's, see go, let's, go, let's go check on him. Where is he? Amazing. Do you, are you going to knock on the door? Yeah, I'm going to do like a gentle knock and then just kind of like creak it open and like peek in because I don't want to wake him up if he is asleep. He's dead. No. Um, Son of a bitch. I need again. for five minutes. He's he's sound asleep. Oh, okay, cool. Um, he's he's curled up in his very nicely. He kind of like burritos himself. <laughs> yeah, I know he's out. Okay, that's good. Um, but yeah, I think that that's, that's a plan. Um, setting up a watch. Yeah. All right. It it seemed like it was looking for something. I saw some of, some of your memories, Claire, I think, I don't know if everybody got that, but it seemed like they were going like maybe further back in time. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it said something weird at the end, too. Uh, right before it pieced out. 
what do you know what the spirit of the ancients is because have you ever heard anything like that um no i also can't remember any of this ah okay i yeah that happened did sorry you can't you normally can't remember things when there's like a prophecy as well right i i don't i i remember going to sleep i remember being like a, a dark place and no one trying to like you know wake me up said that something was bad so i kind of like started doing some of my my telepathy training you know techniques where you kind of like wash through your mind see if anything's like you know trying to read or do Mm -hmm. anything and and expel anything i think i found something but when i started to push it pushed back really hard um and I, I kept pushing. We kept pushing together, and eventually, I woke up. I see. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. If you're too tired, feel free to say no. But if you search for it, can you still find it? Don't don't push. Just kind of confirm. And she closes her eyes at that and you notice like there's these just as she closes her eyelids you just get these little flashes underneath her eyelids that are shining through um and she opens her eyes again and she says nope just me in here now there you go okay well that's good so yeah so you drew the attention or at least well we've all probably drawn attention so i would not be surprised if they were all inside of our heads Uh aha But you, at the very least, are much better at finding and fighting back than the rest of us. So that kicked it off. That's one question solved. Micah, you said you saw my memories? Some, yeah. Sorry about that. Not really a a voluntary thing. It It seemed like it was rifling through, I guess, your mind, like looking for something. And then I guess all of us saw some stuff like from... From the warehouse, I think some stuff from from when you were younger in Orisiyame too. Okay, but it didn't seem like it found what it was looking for. Like it, it stopped, and like the the dream ended when you were able to push it back. It looked like not like it it got what it wanted. Okay, Kirsten yeah. knows something. I'm just sitting here trying to decide if Nona does. Do you want to roll for it? Yeah, I would. We, do we have a history or something? There's no, which yeah, is kind of history. Fair. I guess intelligence, no. Go for it. Okay, yeah. That's a nine. I'm going to say yeah. Cool. Um, Jeff, can I ask a clarifying question about, I think, the final vision that we saw? Please do. Kitchen, mm-hmm. fighting, punching, then then weird, bad things kind mm-hmm. of deal. I'm going to relay that sort of description to Claire and ask her if she remembers this. As you start to describe that last vision, the the color that was in her face starts to drain. And she goes completely white Mm -hmm. and she says 
No, um, no, I don't remember that. I don't remember seeing a silence operative until the day they took me. Okay, okay. Um, well, that's fine. Yeah. And Alex like looks at Nona and is like, uh, "We could we could discuss later." Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things to go over. Um, yeah. But I think we have a plan of action for the next couple of days, or we get into demos. Um. And we'll keep an eye out for things. All right. Okay. I'm going to then wait until Claire is not around because I don't want to. I mean, you're in her room right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can we ready get out. This place isn't get safe. out. Yes. Oh, okay. You yeah, know I was making a joke. Claire, it's time for you to go to the kitchen. <laughs> we need Come, to look at my conspiracy board. Isn't it great? Player character. Okay, meeting. great. Regroup in the kitchen. Alex starts writing up a couple more cards to put on the board. Yeah, but no, no. What, what was that about? Yes. Um. So I think I might have a idea as to what the spirit of the ancients is referring to. Um, Okay. You do you all remember that conversation we had with Tony? Yes. God, Tony. I know the worst, right? Okay. Um. What about him? Well, he mentioned he inherited a power from his father, and then there yeah. was two right that two weird sort thing of that... types of metadimensional energy. I don't yeah. know what yeah. psychics do. Yeah, yeah, kind no. of thing. It is my belief that the the final memory there is most likely that of one of Claire's parents. The oh, same shit. instance, but going that, back in time. Yeah. So Claire gets the power when. Shit. Um, I just to refresh my memory, Jeff. Yep. Was that I the only one who went into her house with her there? Did everybody see the scene there? I think that only you, Micah, actually saw what events took place. Uh, not like what events, the aftermath. Mm-hmm. I should say. I think you were the only one that went in with her. Correct me if I'm wrong. I was definitely outside. Okay. Oh, fuck that tracks. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And and Tony's whole thing did seem weirdly like, um, like Claire, maybe. Okay. Oh, boy. So in terms of this individual not finding what they were looking for, I think they actually may have. Maybe they did. Yeah. Oh, crap. Alex has a card for Tony all the way, like disconnected <laughs> from as many things as possible, like in a corner. And there's just like the worst, like drawing of Tony. Okay. And he has like devil horns. Um, Perfect. Okay. But the one like thread that was connecting was like weird psionic shit. There's a card that said weird psionic shit that connects Tony and Claire. <laughs> um, and he will cross out weird psionic shit and put down spirit of the ancients. Um, there just like in that same card underneath it weird psionic shit yeah oh. um okay so maybe we try to find tony and get some information out of him do we have to fine if we come across him i have no idea where he ended up um but this was his storyline <laughs> and Alex kind of taps the spirit of the ancient thing. So maybe he's come across some, something else since the last time we saw them. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we were planning to stop by the freelancers kind of briefly, weren't we? At one point. After, I mean, yeah. after, after Demos. Yeah. Yeah, we can ask them where he went. And Alex flips over the board where there's a to-do list. <laughs> and he writes, he writes down, asks the freelancers about I mean, Tony. Does, does this take priority? Should we... No, we're in the middle of, of a mission. We have to get at least um, Dr. Leggett there. I'm a little reluctant to, you know, make uh, make an adjustment in our course when we're already headed over to Demos. Sure. Maybe we don't loiter so much there because this is like, you know, the the rock angels like found us. We have no idea if this is going to keep on happening. We should probably pursue whatever we can on that front when we can but like i agree let's go to demos let's do what we said we were going to do but it seems kind of urgent mm. yeah okay good stuff uh no no i'm going to give you the wide awake serums sure i'll just put it next to the other drugs that i always carry around sometimes you just gotta carry around some drugs always since like episode three <laughs> Jeff. so that was the end the first day uh, of travel. You guys have another day. You could probably get to Demos pretty late or you could, you know, slow it down and get there early morning. I'll leave it up to you, Nona, what you want to decide there. If you want to like book it and you'll get pretty in pretty late mm. or you could, you know, take your time, maybe orbit the planet a little bit um, before setting down. I mean, left up to my own devices, I would book it. All right. Booking it, it is. I do not have ideas of social convention. <laughs> Let us in. It's 11 p.m. So, yes. <laughs> so you guys have another day ahead of you. Obviously, there's some new information around. What does today kind of look like for people? Let's let's start around going around the, the table. For Micah? Yeah, a little more nervous energy than normal not so much <clears throat> chilling trying to keep eyes definitely on on claire on on everybody feeling like a little bit wired also just because we didn't really get a full night's sleep yeah kind of patrolling around trying to make sure like the ship is in shape just you know nervous energy type stuff sounds good yeah. no no um, I'm honestly at a toss up between whether I go talk with Tara again or not, because do you know what? Probably yes. Given a, given a bit of time, no, no, will come down off of her panicked. Oh my God, everything's on fire. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do feel an obligation to do that. So that's probably a plan as okay. always. Others are welcome to join me <laughs> if you want to come. Is that something that you want to discuss or are you just trying to keep her company? Is there something like you wanted to talk to her about not really i think it's mostly just to keep her company sort of thing yeah it it goes about as well as you would expect it to <laughs> yeah, that's fair she definitely doesn't care for being where she is right now but you can tell that she's happy she's not dead oh you know what Does i that actually sense? i've i've changed my mind oh, i didn't think of a thing i want to talk to All her right. about let's do it then all right i mean we can like this can be Partway through that, like, we shoot the shit, we talk yeah, about sure. Top Chef, all of that. I don't actually expect you to answer me, but if you wanted to 
Do you know anything about the shibboleth? The who? Hmm. I kind of just assumed you knew everything. Uh, there's a group of very strange shaped beings who seem to have the various abilities of teleportation and uh, mind altering and many other things that I'm certain we haven't encountered yet. And they appear to have taken an interest in us. Well, that it sounds exciting. Hmm. I can't say I remember them. I... It's very possible they're a very small organization or group. I haven't heard any descriptions of shape-shifting beings or... There is a... So I'm going to describe the three that we've seen so far. And also add in... There's also a unique property that you would notice of... Organic beings not being able to see them normally, writing that you could see that people would ignore or glaze over or honestly, when I encountered it, it was very, very frustrating because I would write the word down and it would appear blurry to people and then I would try and have a conversation about it. But I digress. Creatures that mean... People forget that they exist. Hmm. Hmm. Well, a lot of my knowledge comes from texts and literature and news reports. I was very, very remote. I don't recall anything like this, but I could go through my memory banks and see if there's something that comes up, a pattern, so to speak. But no, I don't believe so. Truly an interesting group that you have here that you've caught the ire of such unique aliens. Yes, it is rather unfortunate. Hmm. Anything more you'd like to discuss? Nah. All right. Alex. Um, Alex spends the morning kind of finishing up his little conspiracy board. He starts in the kitchen and adds like a couple more cards, connects a couple more wires, and then kind of like stands back and looks at it. And then at a certain point, he will pick up the board and move it into his bedroom instead of in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where he'll kind of keep working. You know, they'll come out kind of like in the afternoon to, to hang around again. Cool. So you guys spend uh, the a good part of the day like that. EDI and Dr. Lucius Leggett. Leggett wakes up. I don't know if you guys try and talk to him about the events that happened the night prior, but he makes no mention of strange dreams or anything like that. Um, he doesn't appear to be on edge. Just another day for him. He's talking with EDI 246 about various things. They work on you know various projects, small and large until uh, you guys start to get into the vicinity of Demos in a conversation that you have with Dr. Lucius Leggett that we can kind of gloss over. Um, he points out that Demos itself is, it's a, it's a, ma- it's a, it's a planet. Um, it's got quite a few space on it, but there are only a, a handful of cities. One of which is this city of uh, Gemena. This is the Torque city that um, Drick 
is at. He mentions that he's not too familiar with the history of Demos, but during the time of the Scream, there was some kind of war that was happening on Demos that used um, nanite fields to repair various things, people, structures, so on and so forth. And the Scream caused various things to go haywire such that Outside of some very specific areas, the nanites are just still floating around. And if you are not careful, they will literally eat the flesh from your bones. And so a lot of the population on Demos is very localized to those areas and very few, sometimes uh, brave, but also sometimes silly explorers attempt to put a strap and aversion field onto their back such that they can venture into the nanite field, hoping to find some lost pre-tech treasures. So that's kind of a, a real quick um, crash course on Demos. So at the very least, that's as much that Lucius is familiar with. Yeah, I vote we not do that part. <laughs> well, he says, oh, no, no, no. We, we absolutely should just probably land in Jimena. Uh, they'll open up a, a comm soon as, as we approach, I assume. Hmm. And like he says, as long as there's nothing else that you guys want to do in the meantime, that channel opens up and Nona, on the other side, you hear, State your purpose! Um, we're here to see Drict. Uh, okay. Um, Drict, you said? Yes. One moment. And... It goes quiet for a little bit. Actually, several minutes pass and you're still waiting until another voice comes up on the, the line. In the middle, I'm just like, I swear, if they shoot at us, I'm just going to, oh, sorry. The voice is like, thank you for holding. <laughs> you think you're calling. <laughs> Your heel is important to us. Oh God, is it like, is it like John? <laughs> Please listen to this smooth jazz. Oh, God. The torque from Eponema. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And uh, eventually another voice, a different torque than the one that you seem to have been talking to previously comes online and mm. says, I hear you were looking for Drift. Is that correct? Yes. Landing bay one, please. Eat the first one. Mm -hmm. Okay, I do that. <laughs> and so as you guys start to descent, you notice that there is just kind of this, this haze over top of it's tiny everything. Is is tiny nanite robots. Yes. Um <laughs> it almost it almost like makes it look like a fog almost. Um a pretty dense fog. But as you the the place that you're landing there this fog is completely absent almost in like a completely perfect um sphere not sphere circle yeah. around and you notice that there are quite a few buildings but this isn't this is probably one of the smaller cities that you all will have visited um probably on the size of like maybe ragged springs when you visited mm, back yeah. in um gal and so as you land and in, in landing bay you you take a look and there's these large cylindrical structures that seem to be adorned with various colored crystals here and there and stacked and they're like placed into this structure in such a way. And 
you almost get a, a sense of like um like a ceremonial or religious like with how they're they're placed together like it, it's not ramshackle they're actually quite beautiful um and as you land in landing pad one do you guys um kind of disembark yeah i think that's the plan mm-hmm. yep your i'm cargo- waiting for somebody to ask for this letter otherwise we should have just you know left like it <laughs> you figure out your own contract mister and so you all disembark and you notice that everyone that you see around you right now is torques there are quite a few here and there there's actually you notice torques have a tendency to augment themselves they have this compulsion to change themselves in some way but most of the torques that you see around and you would actually argue the majority they don't seem to have any augmentation at all. Um, most of them seem to be walking around with their crystals shaved in almost a, a carapace, um, mm-hmm. similar to like armor. You notice that around their chest and their thighs and their shoulders, the crystals have grown out but have been shaved back into almost some kind of woven body armor. And have it thinner in places around like the joints and the armpits and the knees. And as you all come out um, of your ship, I assume EDI, everyone's coming with. Even Argy? Is Argy coming (laughs) with? That's up to Claire. (laughs) Claire wants Argy. Okay. Claire needs Argy right now. You see uh, a couple of torque uh, approach you. One of which is a taller torque with obsidian skin and what green white speckling. And as I was saying before, the crystals embedded in their skin seem to be cut into a thick carapace, skillfully crafted into an armor, thick in areas around the chest and limbs, thinner and non and thinner or non-existent joints. And you also notice that carved into the armor on either shoulder are four triangles. And he says, if you don't mind. I would like you all to come with me. Of course. And that is where we'll end today's episode. Yay, we Ooh. did it. You did it. You got <laughs> the demo. Straight to jail. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately to jail. How dare you come here? <laughs> Visiting demo to <laughs> jail. Arrive in a starship, jail. Get off the starship, jail. Have a dog, believe it or not, jail. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very excited for the amount of tea that Jeff is probably going to need.